Hi, and welcome back to It's Not Rocket Science 5 Questions Over Coffee. I'm here today with Alex Sidorenko. I have in front of me my coffee. I better not show you the, the uh, design on the front. It will be advertising. We don't do that sort of thing. So, um, Alex, you've got your coffee in front of you. That's great to see. Um, Alex runs something called Risk Awareness Week. I think this is really quite important because risk is something I don't think nearly enough people take seriously in their business. Risks are around us everywhere. And not a lot of people sort of think about them and, and measure them and then do something about them. That's the key thing. It's all very well knowing about risks, but it's then what do you do about it? How do you actually deal with it? So really delighted to have Alex here to have a, a really interesting conversation about this. Alex, welcome to It's Not Rocket Science, five questions over coffee. Thank you and welcome to your listeners. Thank you. Listen, Alex, uh, tell me, who is your, uh, who is the sort of ideal person that you're trying to reach with your business? What is it, what is, what is it they're, they're doing? Yeah. Well, well, so me reaching somebody with a business is a, is a bit of a stretch because my day job is working as an executive, like a risk executive in a large multi-billion dollar corporation. And then as a hobby, I have this desire, this burning desire to share risk competency with anyone because I think uh, and my experience kind of tells me that thinking about risk is something humans are very bad at in general. Whenever we make the life choices, you know, marriage, sending kids to the private school, relocating, you know, buying a house versus renting, uh, investing, all of those decisions are quite risky. They're, they're, there's a lot of uncertainty associated with that and we're not very good. So my audience is, um, in my nine to five job, my audience is basically, you know, board members and executives and other, um, you know, shareholders that I deal with on a regular basis. And from kind of in the night, I put on my, uh, and I, I don't know if you'll share the video uh, with somebody later, I have my branding, you know, risk awareness week uh, hoodie on. Um, and that's kind of my night hat where I try to just raise risk awareness around the world, bring this competency of thinking about risks before they happen um, to, to people. So tell us a little bit about sort of the, the if you like, some of the dangers of, 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 not, not, of not being risk aware and about not reacting to risks in the right way. Um, so, so there's... Um, there's been a lot of fascinating research in, in, in that area. In 2002, uh, Daniel Kahneman and Bernard Smith got the first Nobel Prize in economics in that area of research. And then in 2014, Richard Taller got the second Nobel Prize in economics for kind of continuation of that research. But basically the findings of all of this, there's this whole area of science called neuroeconomy, uh, neuro behavioral economics, neuroscience, and what this group of scientists basically studies is how does human brain process uncertainty? You know, thinking about the future, thinking about choices, thinking about uh, making decisions when the information is incomplete. And their conclusion is what a, um, an Israeli scientist, Dan Ariely, calls predictably irrational. So humans in general, whenever they're faced with an uncertain choice, uh, or a risky decision to make, they could, uh, according to these scientists, they will predictably make irrational choices. And sometimes it's just suboptimal, but sometimes it's just plain bad. 
um, dangerous, bad uh, choices that uh, we as humans make. And corporations are very different uh, because the way companies traditionally plan, budget, forecast, uh, price, uh, pretty much ignores uncertainty. So this this notion that you know things are not guaranteed, they're not set in stone, somehow this is news to most of the people on the planet still. And whatever we're thinking about the future, we just kind of, we don't, not just not appreciate, but we completely ignore the fact that there are, could be multiple futures, the future is uncertain, and unless we kind of account for that and discount for that and plan for various possibilities, various scenarios, we're pretty much setting ourselves for failure. So um, a, a, lot of, um, a, a lot of research suggests that you know, when we look at the situation, we don't see the underlying uncertainties and risks. And even if somebody comes into the room and tells us, well, there's this risk that you haven't considered, our brain immediately starts processing excuses for discounting and ignoring that person who came into the room to help us make a better choice. So not only we don't see things, we also resist some, when somebody brings us things like on the plate and says, here are the risks, you know, be mindful of that. We will ignore that. And, which is what I find absolutely hilarious, is when everybody agrees finally that the risks are real and we need to do something about that, our brain goes into this kind of stage where it just comes up with excuses on why somebody else needs to do something about that, but we don't. Like, you know, relocate, you know, move away, for example, you know, there's a big war happening in Europe and a lot of very difficult choices need to be, needed to be made. And there are a lot of people who say, oh, I, I, I'm going to stay where I am despite there's, despite an imminent, very real threat to my livelihood. And people just can continue to just pretending that you know, things don't exist, even though the risk is real and obvious to everyone, our human brain still thinks of ways to justify doing nothing um, uh, to us. So, so, you know, why risk management is important is because I think evolution designed this, and, and there's, there's the whole explanation, you know, why we need system one thinking, what Kahneman calls new, because, because uh, thinking about risks and uncertainty it takes up a lot of energy. It takes basically a lot of glucose. It, it absorbs a lot of energy that we have. And we can't operate in this energy intensive mode most of the time. So our you know, evolution designed us to be operating in an energy preservation mode. And we just basically, we're kind of idling. Our brain is idling, looking for some templates, quick solutions, you know, simple, simple answers. And unfortunately, for some non-typical, scary, risky situation, those benign answers are not good enough. They're, 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 that's why they're predictable, but they're completely irrational. irrational. So, so tell us about Risk Awareness Week, the, uh, the, the URL that's going across the bottom of the screen just now, which is, uh, is 2022.riskawarenessweek.com. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what, what you're doing with that and, 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 you know, are there resources there that we can learn from in order to be able to be more aware of risks in our businesses and in our lives? Um, so four years ago, and this is the fourth year uh, I'm running Risk Awareness Week, and since then that became kind of one of the biggest global virtual risk conferences um, in, in the world. 
And uh, um, four years ago, way before COVID and virtual conferences became very sexy, I uh, very much disliked traveling to various conferences. And I used to speak at a lot of conferences all over the world. Uh, and I very much disliked the travel and the logistics associated with that. So I was looking for a platform that would allow me to have different speakers from all over the world and have it uh, somewhere virtual that I can share with the rest of the world. And so finally, I've been looking for it for about five years, and finally in 2019 I found one which was affordable. And, and so I created this Risk Awareness Week on this virtual platform, and back in the day it was 2019 dot risk awareness week and you can kind of follow the logic you know if you go, if you go to 2019 dot if you go to 2020 dot if you go to 2021 dot and 2022 dot um it, it's it, it's like four different conferences and i have another charity and then winter dot you know charity dots like there, there are a lot of risk awareness weeks uh over the years and, and so that for me uh, was an opportunity to bring together some of the best minds in decision science, probability theory, and neuroscience, some of the best minds, bring them together on a single platform, uh, which was amazing because some of them are in Australia, others are in US and Canada, some of them are in Africa, and all different time zones, and yet because it's a virtual platform, everybody could kind of come together. Yeah. And since then, um, approximately four to 5,000 people watch it every year from about 120 countries, um, which uh, makes me very uh, passionate and, and proud of that. Um, but there's, there's the, kind of the, the underlying reason why I created Risk Awareness Week is that in the risk profession, so it's, for, well, First, it's important to understand kind of there's this risk angle to everything you're doing. Like whenever you make a decision, whenever you plan, whenever you forecast something, whenever you think about the future, there's this risk angle. But unfortunately, it's not it's not the end of the story, because in the risk angle, there, there's this whole profession called risk management, and that is separated into two. Uh, what I would call well, I call it risk management one and risk management two, and, and one is astrology. And the other one is astronomy. So the other one is mathematical science-based and you know, astro astronomy. And astrology side is kind of um, hypothetical, wishful thinking, beautiful colors and pictures that has absolutely no evidence to suggest that it works. And so there's this whole management fad, just like you know, ESG and GRC. Like the, there are a lot of management fads behind which there are a lot of good things but the kind of the top layer, this commercialization layer, is, is just nonsense. Mm -hmm. and, and so in risk management, unfortunately, we have exactly that. And um, most of the conferences dedicated to risk on the planet, and, and even if a person was to Google risk management, just out of the blue, if they were to Google risk management, the chances are 99% of the responses in the search would be horoscopes. So astrology, like no scientific background, like just just nonsense. And so uh, risk awareness week for me to became kind of this you know, fresh breath of air where I brought in scientists, you know, NASA engineers, um, oil and gas engineers, you know, people who actually did something that made a huge difference. Uh, and you know, no consulting talk, no um, um, you know, hypotheticals, you know how 
the future is bright and you know we'll save the planet. Um, just very pragmatic, very practical, simple things that everybody needs to understand about making decisions under uncertainty. Mm, interesting, interesting. Uh, I, I, I have done a lot of um, well in my previous career before I started doing what I was doing now. I was a I was a scientist dealing with viruses, and obviously one of the things we used to deal with was the, the, the certainty that there would be a virus that would be coming along that would cause a global pandemic. The, the uncertainty was when. Um, and obviously, you know, the, 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 the message that we've received over the last two or three years is many governments knew that there was going to be a global pandemic, but pretty much all of them decided that they didn't really want to deal with it now because it was too difficult and didn't want to put the money aside, etc., etc., etc. So I buy into a lot of what you're saying. It's very difficult for people to face up to something which is a little bit uncertain. Do you really think it's going to happen? How do yeah. you know? And then when it does, what, what, you know, the, the, the act of dealing with it is that it is not always pleasant. Yeah, no, absolutely. Especially, and this is, um, this is one specific case study that I had with uh, my environmental team. Um, you know, so I was working for this you know, large fertilizer company, $10 billion global corporation, um, very big. And one of the challenges was how do we use risk analysis, risk information to help our environmental team better you know, build better business cases for the things that they needed changed. And one of the things we did was um, we helped them justify water purification, additional water purification plants, because the water pollution was too, too, too significant. And it goes back to how well you kind of you sell the message or you communicate the, the message because they've been trying to get approval for this and it was like a, a twenty million dollar investment so not a small it was a, it was quite a sizable investment and they they spent years trying to justify the need to implement these controls you know build the, the water purification plant. Um, until we came and helped them to show that the risk exposure that the business was sitting on was about $300 million. And by spending 20, they actually ended up reducing risk exposure to, I can't remember, 50 or, or 10, 10 million. So they, we, we helped them, and this is what risk management does, it helps you quantify uncertainty and put it in some sort of measurable terms. And then many decisions that you had a lot of unease and um, discomfort about making become a no-brainers because you're saying, well, you're sitting on 300 million exposure that could hit your business, you know, cash flow today, tomorrow, or every day you don't deal with this problem. And, and then you have this much cost to get rid of this exposure, not completely, but you reduce the exposure quite significantly. And then it kind of becomes an almost no-brainer than why you need to spend the money uh, to, uh, to mitigate the risk. So this is what risk management is, is about. It's not only just kind of bringing to the surface what the underlying risks are, but also helping to package the risks into something that business understands. Brilliant. Yeah. Alex, has there been a particular book or a, a concept other than sort of uh, Daniel Kahneman, some of the, some of the, the, the uh, Nobel Prize winners, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate some of the, uh, some of the work they've done to, 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 uh, to, to justify their, um, um, uh, uh, Nobel Nobel uh, 
prizes in, in memorial of Nobel, the, the, the economics prizes in, in, in memoriam of, of Nobel. So, so are there other books or concepts that have really sort of driven some of your some of your thinking and some of your uh, inspiration? Uh, so, so uh, because the kind of the science of risk management is sitting on three pillars: the the math, the psychology, and uh, the decision science. Uh, I, I have kind of two different books that I highly recommend. Uh, so one is on the psychology side, and uh, it's by this Israeli scientist that I mentioned called Dan Ariely, and it's called Predictably Irrational. Uh, it's it's it, despite the fact that, uh, and I think this is very fitting for the the name of the of the podcast. Despite the actual underlying neuroscience being very complex and very difficult. Uh, and uh, quite you know, questionable in some of the conclusions that they make. Dan Ariely does a very good job of, of popularizing it, because some of the findings, and his book is like very easy to read, very basic introductory level into the concept. And the book is called Predictably Irrational. So it's very easy to find. Uh, and he, he shares a lot of like very domestic cases, you know, why do we buy new mobile phones, you know, why do we always overspend on vacuum cleaners or cars, which is completely stupid, but we still do it, and there's like, there's a scientific explanation why we do it. Uh, so that's one on the uh, on the psychology, generally predictably rational. And on the other side, uh, a book that I highly recommend is by Sam Savage uh, in US called um, Floor of Averages. And it's more business-driven. Uh, there's basically, you know, back in 1904 or 1906, the Danish mathematician came up with this theorem called, called Jensen's inequality. But you don't need to know that because you know, people already kind of did. Simplified, simplified it all for, for the average re- reader. And so he came with the, basically with the mathematical theorem, which says that whenever you think about uncertain future, and you try and dumb it down to a single scenario, like whenever you build a business plan or a budget and you have single point estimates, especially if, you're, if those estimates are your averages, uh, you, you're pretty much setting up yourself failure because you're ignoring all of this volatility in, um, in your business plan. And uh, you, you're making not just suboptimal, sometimes really, really bad decisions. And so flow of averages is basically Sam's attempt so, by, by the way, Sam is a speaker at the Risk Awareness Week and has been since the very inception of 2019. Um, he's a very famous dude and fascinating speaker in the U.S. Uh, and so uh, his book, Flow of Averages, is kind of is a very nice introduction into the topic of risk management on why whenever you, you know, plan your next trip to a holiday destination why, or whenever you, you know, plan a wedding budget, um, you shouldn't use single point estimates and you should use ranges instead. By the way, I, for one, had like a, a whole Monte Carlo like mathematical model for my wedding uh, budget, which my wife absolutely loved. And, <laughs> yeah, I'm being sarcastic. She, she did not. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, I, um, I, I'm weird in that way. I you know, model most of the things in my life. I'm sorry to hear that, but there's something that I'm sure we can get you some tablets for that. Um, Alex, look, I, I've asked you, I've asked you some questions, and I'm sure there's one question that you're currently thinking 
he hasn't asked me about or he hasn't asked the question that's really critical here. So tell you what, uh, for, for my final question, my question to you is, what's the question I should have asked you? And then once you've answered, once you've asked that question, you better answer it. Otherwise, uh, we'll never know what it was, what the answer to that question was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I think in the uh, very fitting, in the context of, of this podcast, um, the the reality is that the underlying science of risk management is rocket science. It is actually very difficult. And the probability theory is actually quite complex. There's, there's, kind of, there's no dancing around it. But the good news, and, um, you know, so the question, you know, I, I wish people asked me more often, you know, I don't have a PhD in mathematics, you know, what do I do? And uh, my answer to that is that think of risk management just like you think about electricity. Uh, most people on the planet have no idea how electricity is generated, and yet we have no problem using it. Uh, and this is what we, you know, in risk management, we call uh, generators and users. Uh, we have mathematicians who generate uncertainty distributions and they forecast and they help you model, they build models, they build calculators. Uh, and the, there's a very small percentage of those people. You know, they, they, these are the people that sit in kind of you know, basements of Pentagon and uh, large corporations have like one or two of these people. You know. they, they're usually very kind of hardcore mathematicians. And they, they, they do their own stuff. But that doesn't mean that you need to become like one of them, which is actually impossible for anybody to become a, you know, a math genius unless you kind of you know, spent your whole career doing that. Um, but that's not, that shouldn't stop you from using the risk information and thinking about risk because as the user, you have no trouble switching on lights and using electricity. It's exactly the same with, uh, with risk analysis. Uh, we are trying, and this is what Risk Awareness Week is kind of all about. We're trying to create templates and calculators and sample data points that you can just put in, put in, into your business plans, into your forecasts. You can, Use that to help you make decisions. We have calculators and sample models for most kind of problems out there that somebody who's very knowledgeable has built. And then we just want more people to use it, just like they started using electricity. Uh, the, the only difference is that electricity used to be really, really expensive. You know, using risk analysis and probability isn't really expensive at all. And, and it's actually much more uh, much more accessible. Uh, so the kind of the final message that, that I want to get across is this is not privilege to some mathematical geniuses sitting somewhere in the world. Um, it just, if you're not one, it just means you need to find somebody who's done all the pre-work and then you just reap the benefits of, uh, of risk analysis in your work. Whenever you, you next make an investment decision, whenever you, ne you, you next you know, forecast a budget or a sales plan, uh, or you forecast, you know, you, you think about your next uh, budget for your trip or, you know, deciding whether you want to buy a house or rent a house. Um, there, there is probably a math genius who already done all the, all the work and then you can just reap the benefit of using, of using the calculator. Brilliant. Alex, this has been a really fascinating discussion. I really, I, I urge you all, uh, go to riskawarenessweek.com 2022, but you know, 2019, 20, 21, 22. Uh, go, to, go, to, go there, see some of those, some of those talks, the, the, the discussions. Um, Alex, it's been fascinating hearing your take on this. It is a subject which is just not as 
well understood as it should be. Uh, I appreciate just how much effort you're putting into trying to raise the awareness of risk. Uh, I think you're doing a great job. Uh, thank you very much. Thanks, George. Uh, listen, uh, if you'd like to get onto our mailing list to hear, so I send out a, an email uh, once a week saying who's going to be on the uh, on the show this week, uh, giving you the opportunity to tune in live, ask questions if you want to. You, if you want to get onto that mailing list, go to https colon forward slash forward slash tca.fyi. Keep it nice and simple for those of us that don't have PhDs in maths. tca.fyi forward slash subscribe. Uh, get onto that list and so that you can see the interesting people that come coming up, people like Alex. Alex, thank you so much for spending sort of 20 minutes with us. Really appreciate this. Uh, and I'm sure we're going to get a few more people at that risk awareness week uh, next time. Thank you.